All right, and welcome to episode four, five, four, four. I, I thought you held up five fingers there, but I was pretty sure it was four. Have you been drinking um, already, Dave? Not tonight. I did right. last night, but uh, episode four of Extreme Tasting League Scotch Edition. Uh, I'm your host, David, and I'm Cedius, and we have some special guests with us in uh, true tradition with St. Patty's Day coming up in two days from when this is going to be released. We're recording a week in advance. We have two members of the Irish band that I've seen the most often uh, in the Twin Cities area and uh, actually gave me my first taste of modern Irish folk music. So from the Tim Malloys, we've got... Uh, Yay! Yay! Ah, that's awesome! So you guys introduce yourselves. I'm Johnny. I'm Neil. Guitar player. <laughs> and we're the Tim Malloys. I'm just kidding. Yay! Bass player, ballroom player. Uh, and, and yeah, and Johnny and I, I think, we're part of the Tim Malloys. There's three other folks. There's three other folks. Yeah, they're we, not here now. We ditched them. It's a different lineup than uh, <laughs> than the one I originally came to uh, to know and love when I first got into things. So w- with that, actually, could you guys give us a little brief rundown of the band? Like Neil, you've yeah. been around from the beginning, haven't you? Yeah, and uh, and oh my, well, we can go way back. I think I can still remember until we get into the scotch. But back in '94, we uh, I, I got together with a guy named Brian Smith, and he. Um, Lived with me for a little while, and we got together and uh, and thought, let's start a band. Uh, he loved uh, Irish music. He was from Glasgow, Scotland, but he has strong Irish ties, and so we. I was playing definitely, an Irish band at the time. Scotch Irish. Yeah, and I was playing an Irish band at the time uh, called the Muddy Brogues with uh, John Winston and Tom Truman. And uh, Brian and I decided to start a band, and so we invited some of them and some other folks that we had met, and. Uh, Another uh, group we got together with was the uh, Pheasant Pluckers, which is really hard to say at the end of the night. Um, would actually work to our advantage because uh, we, uh, we 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 asked some of their players to join us, and that was Connor Quinn and Kirsten Lindmark. Uh, and Kirsten Lindmark's now my sweetie, my bride. And so we uh, we formed the band of Tim Alloys, Brian Smith, myself, Connor Quinn, and Kirsten uh, Lindmark. And uh, we played that way for quite a while. Until, um, well, until Connor uh, decided that um, Connor Quinn was from Waterford, Ireland, and uh, he uh, decided that, uh, that that sort of the music scene was uh, was not for him right then, and so he, he didn't tried, like to do a lot of the rebel too. He didn't. He was yeah, very much right. a pacifist. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, and, and sort of we can. And nothing wrong with that. I understand that. I think he, he sort of coming coming from Ireland, it had a different sort of meaning for them. So. Oh, much sure. much more uh, to the heart. Of yeah, absolutely. And so he he didn't, you know. Anyway, there was a there was a party in ways. I'm still friends with Connor, by the way. And uh, so Connor Quinn left the band, and when Connor Quinn left the band, the same time I was playing with Johnny in my other band, Bedlam, at the Renaissance Festival. Yeah, so I said, John, we need a guitar player. Uh, you want to come play with the Tim Malloys? And uh, and he said, sure. And so so then Johnny joined. It was Johnny, myself, and Kirsten and Brian, and we played for a long, long, a long time, time until Kirsten it was um, four years. Yeah, yeah, about four years maybe. And then Kirsten um, Kirsten got a day job. <laughs> she got she got the big job and um and she quit the band and then uh, mommy was, when I grow up I want to be a musician <laughs> I'm sorry sweetheart you can grow up or be a musician we can't do both <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome and that's what happened to the Tim Alloys then it it's really sort of like, yeah so Kirsten went and then uh, Johnny knew another guy Adam Stemple brilliant. Brilliant Absolutely guitar amazing. player. And he came from uh, Boyle and Fan Fame and some other bands he'd been in. 
And so then we welcomed uh, Adam Smith to the band. Norris, Adam Smith, listen to that. Adam, Adam Stemple. It's, it's in my mind. It's a combination right. of Adam and Brian somehow. And then it was just a... And just yeah, four of us for a while. Yeah, and then one night, Brian, the end of our night at, at the halftime wreck, uh, we, we're about ready to start a whole month of gigs. Seriously, it was like the last. Yeah, and we were, we were at the point where we were gigging five days a week. Yeah, it was. We Tuesday. had our every Tuesday gig, and then we had a, another Wednesday gig somewhere, didn't we? Yeah, well, if it was that, if it was the halftime wreck, they had music Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, right. Saturday. And so if we had played Tuesday there, then it was Tuesday, right. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then we were playing at Kieran's Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, yeah. Pretty right. much three weeks a month. That's right. It was almost a full-time job. It was. I, I paid a lot of my way through college playing with the Timberwolves. It was awesome. Yeah. So any, But anyway, at the end of the night, seriously, the night's going great. End of the night, Brian turns to us and says, All right, lads, that's it for me. It's my last show. I'm quitting the band. <laughs> Just, <laughs> Just like that. Just like that. No warning. No, no warning. warning. No, in no. this thick Glaswegian accent. And we all stood there like that. Just silence. Complete silence. And then we looked at each other. Like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, what? Like, what? Did he just say that? Was he serious? Now, didn't he say, didn't we talk him into playing one more week? Um, I think we, we well, No. No, I don't remember no. it that way. That I was think it. we just quit. Wow. Because what we had to do is scramble that next week to find a whole night's worth of music well, without our it singer. Wasn't, it wasn't that hard. Well, but, no, but, was, but we hadn't yeah. done it before. Brian, yeah. Brian sang most of the songs, so we had to stop. So so anyway, that's how... Then it became Johnny and Adam and I. as a power trio. The power trio. And it was the sort of folk uh, the folk power trio. It really was. And so it, it was that time frame that I got to know you guys. Yeah, that's right. Was, so was, after Brian's... Yeah, was, Brian had... Hadn't been gone for a year, I think, when I first started regularly coming here as his gigs. Well, like the rack or something. Yeah. So yeah, yeah that was, when I was seeing you guys at the rack, it was just the three of you guys. Yeah. Occasionally, I, I think once or twice, Brian showed up and sang. Oh yeah, he'd sit in. Yeah, yeah, we still in. we're still friends, you know. Yeah, yeah, we still talk to him. It wasn't it wasn't a big, you know, personality cut. Yeah. it was just he was he didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah, he just decided he was going to change his Another life. Another living in Wisconsin, he's yeah. an over the road truck driver. He is. I just talked to him too. I said, Brian, do you have any interest in playing music? He's like, Nope. He doesn't wanna he doesn't have any huh. interest in singing or he doesn't play his whistle anymore. He's, oh, just, he's in it he's got a life. So All right. but anyway, so what he happened grew up. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> what happened in two thousand nine, in the fall of two thousand nine, was that Adam left the band and, and Adam's a, a writer as well, a very celebrated um, uh, novelist and and, and also a Professional uh, gambler, right? Is that poker player? Poker player? Yeah, I'm not sorry. gambler. Not gambler. gambler. No, I don't know. I love it. Poker isn't gambling if you do it right. <laughs> All right. Well, that's well, what I'm, he does. I've only listened to his first podcast. I don't know how in depth it gets into it, but I know he's got a poker po- podcast. Yeah, that's he awesome. Teaches yeah. He mentors. He does private mentoring. And he's he's doing. He's doing really, really well with that, yeah. and so. Um, but he's he, also developing websites for people. Yeah, he's doing design. Yeah. He, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, he's it's pretty cool. So he went off to do that, and then uh, Johnny and I. He's are, pretending to grow up. He's pretending, and Johnny and I are like, "Well, what do we do now?" And uh, and we're like, well, "We can't let the band fold." And so then we thought, "Well, let's get Kirsten back." And then I. I wanted a, the flute and the whistle back for a long time. For a long time, time. but we really missed it. But we just didn't have you know, a way to convince her. She had a couple <laughs> of kids. Yeah, yeah, we got a little now. time, but then they grew up a little bit. Now she's got time. Yeah. So anyway, uh, so then we uh, we decided to get Kirsten back in the band, ask her, and then we had met this guy Tom Delaney, 
who was playing with bands around town. He's got a lot. He's got Tex Mex influence. Great, Um, great guitar player. He plays just about anything you can imagine. He plays all the string instruments. Um, He also plays accordion. um, And uh, anyway, he's he's really, really versatile. So we brought on Tom, and then Kirsten came back, and then Scott Schwister from a band I played with in high school. Uh, named Zui, Franny and Zui back in the 80s, and we were playing all over the place, and then he um, he decided that he uh, he could come back, and we've been waiting, Scott and I have been working on side projects over the years, and, and he was just waiting for a, t- a chance to come back with us, and so, or to, to try another project with me and with Johnny, um, so that's how we got our drummer, and that's that's where we've been since the winter of 2009-2010, and then we came out with our first album in uh, all right. St. Catherine's Day 2011. This is a beautiful song. I know, yeah. Yeah, we're finishing up the story. We're getting the pours ready here so we can yeah. begin the, the scotch tasting part of the evening as soon as the, the story is all wrapped up here. So. Yeah, hey, Neil's pretty warm with it so far. Sorry, Sorry about that, buddy. No, yeah. hey, no, that's it. That was, I asked him if you want to hear the whole story. The that short was, story is Johnny and I decided not to grow up. Right, <laughs> we're, we're still in the band. <laughs> so the band's back together. Yeah, man. It's great, man. That was the equivalent of the uh, the Oscar uh, the Oscar. Was it really? I want to thank my, the first person that ever told me how to play the like guitar. To, I'd like to thank my mom for making it possible. So, Johnny, if you would introduce the Scotch, because I can't pronounce it, Napapogue Castle, and this will be the twelve-year single malt Irish whiskey. It's aged in bourbon oak casks, and uh, we're going to give it a nose and let you know what we smell. Definitely get in the wood. Yes, definitely. Definitely the oak. It's very, very strong smell. Yeah, I've got oak as well. It's very light. Yes, yeah. very light. I'm getting maybe some honey and vanilla. Yep. A little bit of a spice. Yeah, there's, kind of there's spice. some spice mm. here. For no, sure. definitely. A little peppery. Yeah, I'm going to go into the taste here. Definitely still very light. Very, very light, very smooth. Not a... Not a lot of complex flavors going on. It's no. very warm though. It's, very warm. Yeah. Very, yeah. A little smoky. A little smoky. Not yeah, too smoky. Like, no, no, just a little hint. Yeah, just a just a hint. That might have been what we were smelling instead of spice. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking now. I taste it. And uh, I mean, it, it feels like it's been triple distilled. Well, what does it say on that? No, no, we don't do that yet. Oh, we got an order. We got an order of operations. Oh, don't, right. don't try yeah, to steal yeah, my yeah, stick yeah. here. Well, yeah, I, I mean, the Timolites, we do can't do the chapter stuff. Sorry, <laughs> sorry about that. No, no, that, that, that's quite all right. We're, you're we're enthusiastic. You're enthusiastic, and that's what we want out of a guest. So, yeah. <laughs> right now, yeah. putting a little water in it. Now, some distillers swear by that. Some distillers don't. And what we've been doing as a habit on the podcast, and our listeners know this, is we taste it and nose it neat, and then we taste it and nose it wet. And we haven't really gotten into when we when we rate things at the end, which we can warn you guys, we'll do a five-point scale okay. at the end. Uh, we haven't gotten into whether or not we preferred it wet or dry as an official thing, mm-hmm. but I think you know people who are listening we'll hear get how, a sense. We'll get a sense of it. We, we, yeah. we say what we like. And people will say, well, we'll hear whether or not we felt we've got a preference one way or the other. Well, so. I don't, I don't feel that the nosing with the water. I don't feel that the water gives any any benefit to the no. nose. In fact, no, I think it, it just no. waters it down. Yeah, yep. it, so it, it just lightens it. I, I'm yeah, getting I, next to nothing now. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I've, it's winter time, so my sinuses are crazy in the winter, but I, I'm not getting anything off the nose. It did for me. It did open up a little bit of a. 
there's a, there's a, a little bit of a softer kind of a, I don't know, it's a bit of a flowery. Oh yeah. No, I, and it's real soft yeah, with it, the water. Just, just a soft floral note to it. Now yeah, it wasn't, wasn't, it wasn't earlier. Yeah. With the water, the smoke really hits you on the finish. Yes, it very does. Nice. The finish is definitely stronger with the little water. And it's a it's a nice, smooth finish with, with the water. This sure. is going to be my new cure for blowing my voice out, like I did last night. Excellent. Wow, well prepared That's for you then. Mm-hmm. I, I, w- I would say the body softens up a little bit, and I, the, the alcohol kick, I mean, it was smooth. Yeah. But there was a bit of an alcohol kick me. That's gone. Yeah. Water, a little it bit is, of water. So absolutely. It's it, it just it's a beautifully smooth. Smooth, now. smoky finish. And yeah, and I'm surprised at how light this one is. It's very light. It is. I mean, yeah. it looks. Color is very light. It is. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it looks. When I saw it in the bottle, it looked really light to begin with. So I, I was hard. kind of expecting that, but I mean. It's, it's hard to say if that's just because they didn't put a lot of caramel color in or if it was yeah. triple distilled. Because yeah. there's. You don't, you don't really get the knowledge of that until. I mean. You read the notes. Later, you, yeah. you read the notes, or I mean, in, 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 with with Scotch proper, very few distilleries actually do triple distilling, and most of them are in the Highlands. Yeah. So, you know, if you're getting a Highland, uh, the color is going to be lighter, and it's likely going to be triple distilled. There's not going to be a lot of complexity in the flavor because that's going to yeah. get pushed out in the distilling process. But with with an Irish single malt. Yeah. You really have no no basis to, to judge it on until you until you try it and read the notes. So. Yeah, well, it's sort of the even just the presentation of the bottle um, is really light. It's yeah. a light. It's a light. It's a clear glass bottle. <clears throat> it's a light label with only a couple colors, and the 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 tone of the whiskey at the bottom looks a lot like um, looks a lot like a wine or something. You know? Yeah, it looks, it's a, like like a. Mead. Specific. Yeah, like a mead. Yeah, it really looks. Like and a so mead. it's a it's a it's a lighter looking presentation right off the bat. So if I were to grab the bottle, I'd be like, oh, I wonder if that's a lighter. No, that's something we need to start doing. Taking, like taking pictures, pictures of, of the scotch yeah. and putting yeah. it on the show notes. Because I think there's something about that. Like like so if if you're looking at the at the rack at the at the liquor store and you're deciding which one to buy, you know, just kind of the how they present the you know what it looks like. Uh, Prepares you a little bit, I think, maybe. For yeah. Okay. See, now the professor of art is coming out. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Well, no, <laughs> I gotta drink more. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll touch base some more that. on that in a minute. Cool. But I think so, because if we we would maybe lay down and compare the two bottles and then see if the tastes are as contrasting as the bottles are. Oh, I, I, I think they're going to, and, and some of that was by design. I mm-hmm. specifically um, mm-hmm. chose this uh, Napapo because I hadn't seen it before, where the, the Camara, which we'll get to in a moment, um, I specifically chose the uh, the peated uh, bottle, Ooh. which is something obviously you expect out of out of scotches, particularly right. Um, this has scotches. almost I can taste yeah. almost no peat in this. Yeah, this this, this is going to yeah. be you know a whiskey standard whiskey where in a lot of people's minds scotch means peat. That's, that's not oh, certainly right. the case at all because we've had a number of, of tastings um, amongst ourselves already, and even some of the podcasts where. Peat was non-existent, but it was certainly a scotch. So, like Lafroig. Ah, uh, well, that's yeah. that's that's the opposite. That's where, where, where <laughs> peat is actually around. The, yeah. I'm a big lover of, of, of a Lafroig. Yes. Yeah. We, you know what? We, we do like the Elays here. It's a friend of mine, Stephen K. Zoltan Roost. He's a writer. Ah, uh, Stephen Roost. I know Steve. He's got a nickname for for Lafroig. We call it dead bodies in seaweed. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's an apt nice. name. That's right. 
Alright, well we half name for sure. Johnny right. touched on it briefly and he'll uh I, yeah. I know that uh, you're an art uh person. You, you yeah. teach Professor. art now. Yeah, I know, isn't that that sounds so He's got tenure. <laughs> he's got tenure, he's an art he's, professor. He's got buttons on his top. Oh, yeah. and the patches! Oh, yeah, he's, he's, got, yeah, yeah, he's got the leather. He's got all the patches. I'm completely. Cer you know, certainly the best Chris Guest we've had. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, I, uh, I, uh, I make painting. I'm a painter. That's what I do. I'm a painter and I'm a musician. And then eventually, You're a teacher. yeah. And somewhere along the line, I decided I was gonna. Someone had told me once that sort of maybe I should try teaching, and I did. And I, I never set out to be a teacher, that's for sure. It was always just sort of, I wanted to learn how to make my art better, and that's why I went to school. But I stumbled into teaching, that's what I'm doing. So I'm teaching uh, painting and drawing and art history and 2D design up at Century College. And I've taught Advent kind of around the region. But, so it, it kind of, by teaching people, it sort of helps me with my work as well. So I'm in a studio, you know, I get all excited about other people's work and students' work and all that. Come back home and I have some some stuff to think about. They rip off know. their style. Uh, yeah, completely. Yeah, they have a good idea. I run with it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Don't do that. But yeah, so I do that, and I'm also um, I work regionally with art arts councils. So I, I do a lot of nonprofit work. I'm working right now with the work person of the arts, and I'm the board of trustees and. I, the board of directors, and I'm also working with uh, uh, CBA Action, which is a college of visual arts um, alumni nonprofit uh, tasked with saving college visual arts. That's right. the thing. College of visual arts in St. Paul is now in Ramada, and it's, they just announced closure, and so we're, we're working real hard to try to make those All right. We're going to take a, a quick segue before we get to sure. uh, some, some more about Johnny and have uh, Dave read the tasting notes. All right. The tasting notes for the Napa Pogue Castle 12 years single malt Irish whiskey are as follows. Napa Pogue Castle whiskey is an exceptional quality single malt made exclusively from malted barley. Triple distilled, see, triple yeah, distilled. Distilled. One batch at a time in copper pot stills, then aged in bourbon oak casks for 12 years. This whiskey is wonderfully mellow and bright with rich depth of flavor. I don't know if we care about his father, Mark Edwin, and <laughs> he started bottling the Napa Pope Castle single malt and blended for in Ireland when everyone else was bottling blends. His 1951 <laughs> vintage, which was aged 36 years, I'm just I'm just uh, summarizing here while basically reading it, is one of the oldest and rarest Irish whiskeys in the world. I bet that's really awesome. I bet it is. Uh, it has a bright lemon orange color no no caramel coloring is added that's good that's, to know yeah, that explains the lightness yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's um, cool a mildly spicy citrus taste yeah i totally lost my voice but that's all right Napa Pogue castle has a bright light lemon orange color and a mildly spicy citrus taste tasting it is an experience you will want to return to again and again until you pass out Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> and I, I, I will say, I, I, can't, I can't vouch for the citrus on it. I, I was not I didn't, hear, I didn't get citrus either. I yeah. didn't taste any citrus either. I mean, I can kind of almost feel that it's there as I kind of... I was going to say, sit, sit, together, sitting on the finish, on the, the palate, it's sitting, I, I get, I'm getting the lemon honey yeah, flavor. Yeah, a little, um, little bit. So mm -hmm. there's probably some in I need more there, water. But, <laughs> um, yeah, definitely, there's, there's not a... 
There's not a lot of citrus in this to you're not gonna feel like you're drinking a dreamsicle or anything no, like that. No. Yeah. No, I think I pronounced it wrong. I think it's Napoleon. There's no Nepa. Yeah, Napoleon's just Nepo. Yeah, it's just Napoleon. <clears throat> see, and then you made me made me fail at the same time. <laughs> I just went with your pronunciation. Well see then this this is what happens. We, we we do passive research here. We let the research come to us and so if we don't do It's organic. The, the, the too much <laughs> research kind of, Exactly. To, to to those of you who are interested, I, I do know with a certainty that on YouTube you can search for Brian Cox Scotch. And you will find some short videos he did for, I, I believe, Maxim. Yes, it was uh, for Maxim. Where he pronounces... Or G, it was Maxim or GQ? I think it was, it was GQ. It might have been GQ. Where he pronounces nearly every, if not every... I believe it is every distillery Currently in open Scotch distillery in Scotland. Yeah, that was 2009, I think, when he did that. So there's a few that aren't that aren't going to be on there that are still, still available. But... And... Uh, in, in one of our future podcasts, probably next month, we'll definitely have to do the uh, the logable one because that's my favorite one and his favorite one. Yeah, well, we we, we, we might even play the audio from from the YouTube clip uh, on on the podcast because it, it just does have a certain level of amusement. Uh, we should write a song of the gods. <laughs> Don't ruin it. Save it, Dave. All right, all right. Let's <laughs> see, like the death charge. <laughs> And so much for that. So I'm gonna let Dave get to uh, to pouring. I still got water in my glass to cleanse my palate. Suffered. Uh, you can pour John, all you want. Yeah, Johnny, we're, we're gonna Johnny, let Johnny yeah. talk a little bit about what he does in in his outside of musicianship life. Uh, there's not a lot. I I got married. There's three great stepkids. Right now they're it's easy because they're 12, 14, and 16. It's the odd years. It's tough to remember. <clears throat> And I, I've got another band called Bedlam, and they've been playing out quite a bit. So, yeah, I decided not to go off. I'm still playing. Still making a living at it. Nothing to complain about there. If it's paying your bills enough, then... Well, my wife's paying the bills, but she lets <laughs> me keep playing music. <laughs> now, I, I know for a while you were doing... You, you were driving taxi. You're not driving taxi No, anymore. I haven't driven taxi. See, that's not out of touch I am. I, I unfortunately haven't... Uh, Hung out with the band the, the way I used to back in my just out of college days, um, and, and shortly after the transition, right, you're growing up. Yeah, <laughs> signed the non-disclosure agreement. And, 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 and I'm doing that. a podcast now, so I, is that going forward or backwards? Because I can't. No, that's, I'm not. I'm not sure. No, I think that's but right. uh, short, shortly after you guys did the transition to the five piece from the trio, I was familiar with. I was actually dating someone who was in one of Neil's art classes. Really? And she had mentioned Uh-oh. that she was getting taught by someone who had a band and she wasn't sure what kind of music it was but she, she knew he was in a band and then I took her out to see the Tim Loys one night and why is my art professor here? I'm like, you remember that band you said? <laughs> I think I know which one. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, it was it was good. You, you actually popped over and, and said hello oh, to us. Yeah. This was you know, several years ago now. So What are oh, you doing? I'm what are you doing? I guess I'll have to step the bottle. Okay. Oh, oh um, before man. before we get into the the bottle that I can't see because Cedius has the bottle hidden from me. All right. Um, before we get into to this the the second whiskey, um, let's rate the first one. 
Yeah. And CDS mm-hmm. has run away from the table, so All right. I'll I've start. Been another shot glass. Yeah, yes, I, I added water to mine accidentally because I was a naughty, things. naughty boy. Well, see, uh, I, I have this bottle sitting here for a week, and it's the one of the two that I was really looking forward to trying, and so I just. I'm just gonna let the sound of a, of opening opening up a bottle because I love it. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, so That's ratings. So you were right. gonna start. Yeah. yeah, ratings. Um, you know, I'm usually not. What are you doing? I'm what? failing. I'm yeah. just, just. Wow, you are drunk already. I am not drunk. I'm just looking at my cat while All right. I'm yeah, I shouldn't do that. <laughs> All right, the the Napo Castle Twelve Year. I will say that typically I am not a fan of. Of things that are triple distilled because the the flavor really gets mulled out, but this one was surprisingly good and very smooth with a with an excellent finish. I'm gonna give it a 3.5 because I I really liked it and I was actually surprised at how much I I, I liked it just with that that smoky smoky finish and and the smoothness that it had. It was. It was very well done. And before I have our guests do, do their rating, I should point out to them and, and to the audience who may be joining us for the first time, our five-point scale, to give you an idea of what the outer limits are. A five is a, this is the best scotch, I've, you know, best whiskey I've ever had. I must always keep this on stock. You can't pry this out of my cold, dead hands. A one is... I wouldn't feed this to my enemies. <laughs> so, and and, and we've I had things that, if it was free. We we've had things come dangerously close to reaching one. Wow. Not not on this podcast, but in the in the scotch taste things that uh, Dave and I used to do with some friends. We uh, had something that the best, the only polite thing we've managed to say about it is this mixes well with ginger ale. Oh. <laughs> and typically speaking, uh, we don't want to be mixing our scotch. We want to be right. able to drink yeah, the scotch. Yeah, so right. if, if mixing it is the best thing you can do with it, that's not the best. Yeah. yeah. So um, for myself, that was the one that was that the one that tasted like pine salt? Yes, that was the one that we that we oh, said smelled, oh, smelled like lemon lime salt and tasted like pine salt. Yeah. Uh, it was it, it was not pleasant. And interestingly yeah, enough, the same way. distillery, the six six more years uh, aged is the favorite scotch of another friend of mine. So it's it, it might just be that we had a bad bottle. It might be that the 15 year is not nearly as good as the 21, but I, I, I bought the 15 on his recommendation um, of, of, of the 21. And so we were, uh, needless to say, disappointed in the bottle. But I think we are getting beyond. But that, that that's history. And if you listen to the pilot, you already know this. So um, for myself, very smooth. And I've said smooth always ranks highly with me. The flavor was not particularly complex. I liked it. I won't say that it was compelling. It was interesting, but not compelling. That in mind, I'm also only going to give it a three and a half, but it's certainly not something I'm disappointed in having purchased. Only a three and a half. Well, it's only above the average. It is It so. is above average, but since only half the scotches we've tasted on this podcast so far have met that criteria, <laughs> I'm going to play where we are right now. We, we, we had one that ranked it before, and that's it so far. So let's, let's not get too far ahead of our session. Right, yeah. Well, Johnny? Well, I thought very smooth. Not so much peat, but a little bit of smoke. I liked it. It finished well. I'm going to give it a 3.5. Nice. Definitely uh, above average. Feel, feel, feel free above. to deviate. Just yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I don't. You know, 
I'll, you, I'll, you I'll, can go I'll as far drink it. decimals as you want. I'll, I'll, I can drink it, and I yeah, will put it. Yeah, it's 3.14 all the time. Oh, yeah. That's 3.15. Maybe I could do that. Because we're going to be releasing this on the 15th. So oh, my goodness. Well, you know, I my rating scale for whiskeys are much less sort of... Uh, Refined, refined. yes. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's drinkable, and I would buy it. You know, that's a, I, this is a this is a whiskey I wouldn't mind having around. It's um, an Irish single malt. That that's gives right. It, you know, absolutely. Bonuses. And and you know, if if you've ever seen a band, we have some favorite whiskeys that are yes. not necessarily as you know. Well, I mean, yeah, I I. I would probably give this a little bit higher than three and a half, maybe three point seven five. Okay. Maybe three point going towards four, maybe. And because I, I really enjoyed it, I like the idea that it changed um, before the better with water, um, and uh, and I like a good whiskey that I can really sit and sip for 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 a period of time. Um, I agree. I like this one. I like can, one. Device. Yeah, yeah that, that, that's I, it exactly. I, yeah, I was about to say, what, I'm yeah. very much looking forward to, since I happen to uh, have purchased this bottle, I get to keep it. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, to running this one with some ice and sitting and reading a book. Yep. Yeah, that kind of yeah. thing. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, where, where any, I can have a couple glasses and it would. It, it, I love the way it finished. Um, some other people mentioned that. And, and you, uh, put, you, you put a glass, a, a cube of ice in, it starts up taste in one way, and then towards the end, it's yep. tasting completely different. That's so. right. That's right, and I, and I really enjoyed that with this one. And uh, for the same reasons John said, okay, I, I I like a little bit of peat. It didn't have a lot of that, but I but I appreciated the smoke. Right, that was really nice in my sort of in, in the throat, sort of afterwards. Well, with that in mind, I'm very much looking forward to what the next one's going to bring to the table here because I'm sitting here with the glasses a good <laughs> nine inches away, and the peat is just hitting. It's like oh yeah, I oh, can this, smell the peat right this yeah. Is lovely. We're, we're, we're all looking at it. I'm going to have Neil say this one. Oh, yes. This is the Connemara Peated Salt Malt, uh, Peated Single Malt Irish Whiskey. Connemara. Peated. He even says it on the way. Yes, it yes, does. It right does. Peated. It doesn't have an age statement, but uh, that's that's okay. It, it, it is a 12-year. The, the container it came in actually had an age statement. And okay. It, it did not translate to the bottle. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. 12-year. All right. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a it's a light peat though. It's a very light. It is. That's that's nice. That's a be a good. And there's not a lot of smoke. It's no, almost it's all peat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's very peaty. It's um, a sweet peat too. I'm oh, there's definitely a sweetness. Yes, yes. What is the sweetness? Some sort of fruit. Maybe pear. Pear. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking pear as well, but we always say pear. Well, and pear is fairly common in in, in Scotch though, so that's that's true. not. An unexpected thing. I don't know it's what it is. It's, it's, it's almost I, I got the peach note of Jameson. Yeah, I was gonna say. I was gonna say it's probably more of a peach or an apple, yeah. actually. Of course, on the bottle, it'll probably say fruity. Fruity. <laughs> <laughs> you are what you drink. Well, I mean, with, with, with that in mind, in in, in, in terms of, of things, the the Napo Castle, while it was not very specific outside of the lemon, uh, or the, the citrus rather, um, I won't say it was. Completely off base, either. I mean, no, it, it, no, it was. It was, it was vague, but vague in the right direction. So, yeah, I mean, oh, was, absolutely. It, it certainly was better than a lot of the space sides that I've read. Yeah, the cork dorkery of it was not uh, nearly as bad as, uh, as the space sides. Mm. Let's give us a taste. Mm, yes, mm. absolutely. There's peat. 
Well, that's very dry in the mouth, too. It is. Because it dries out your tongue yeah. as it sits in your mouth. It's just fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I can. I just feel the bog. Mm-hmm. I love it. Live the bog. See, as much as I've learned to, to, to like Elias, because I, I didn't start liking the Elias. I, I was very much a, a Space Sides and Highlands person. Um, I fall into the dark side of Pete, as, as we've said before. But Dave, Dave truly has embraced it. And um. I'm gonna I'm gonna cut you off because I need you to make me a sound clip of Neil saying "Live the bog," so that can be my mess my, my when I get a text oh, message. All right, I'll, I'll live the bog. I'll, 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 I'll make sure I, I cut that somewhere. <laughs> I feel like it's me. It's definitely not overwhelming. No, no, but it's it's there. It's very, it seems to be well balanced with with some other. I mean, I don't taste anything but the peat, but I definitely, well, uh... See, I'm almost getting a light citrus on the finish. Yep, so am I. Yeah. Why don't you say it's very dry, it's very snappy. Definitely. Alright. Yeah, a little I... water in, let's see what that does for the for the nose. Oh, again, the nose just almost vanishes. Yeah, it all goes... The, 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 the peat smell goes away, and I think the underlying scent comes out. Yeah, a little more citrus than yeah. I'm getting I'm getting the citrus on the nose now. I'm still thinking that there's like an apple or a peach to it in the nose. Mm-hmm. I'm getting a, a little bit of a smoke with the water. A, 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 aside from the peach, I don't know if that's yeah. With the water in, you smell no. a little bit more smoke. I I, I yeah, agree. A tiny bit. But it could be the the peach is sort of coming down. See, I, 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 I don't know about about smoke. I might say char. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe a little more char, char smell. Yeah, maybe you're right about that. No, I can't wait until winter is over and my, my nostrils open up. Mm-hmm. This is the unfortunate truth of, of doing the podcast in Minnesota. The, the weather does have a strong effect on, on how well our sinuses are going to pick up the very mm-hmm. flavors. And... You know, uh, we knew people who would come out to see the Timalais, and they um, there was a big rage a while back about buying peat for their uh, fireplace. You get peat imported. Right. Yeah, you can get it with Irish and bread. Yeah, and you can and you can sort of burn it in your fireplace. Yeah, just a brick of it. And it's its right. own. It, it's like a. It's a very distinct sort of. It's similar. I mean, it's a I very bet, distinct yeah. kind of. You know, like oak fire smells like a certain way. I mean, you can yeah. the oak right. and you kind of recognize it. And it is a whole. It's its whole a whole different deal. And Absolutely. I would love to do that sometime. Like have a peat fire, and then and then ta- and then do a tasting. Oh. And just oh, seeing if it affects be, the way that, that would be fantastic. You know? right. So, so your there. house this summer? Ab- absolutely. All yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, he's got a fireplace. Sure. We can do it outside. Excellent. We can do it wherever we like. We have Excellent. We'll have a good fire. Yep. Some Lagavulin, some Lafroig, some sure. Arbeg. It sounds great, doesn't and it? And we'll call Lila. And we'll uh, call Lila. Oh, that's perfect. That sounds like a great night. Hey, Sonny, we'll see, we'll see, see what we can find. Some. See if Irish and Grand still have some. It does. I would expect they would. Good. I was there last week. They have Awesome. Now with with the water, I feel like this really mellows out. Wow. I, yeah. I, I'm not going to say that I feel that it loses everything I like about it, but it loses a lot. It does. I agree. Uh, I agree so I think I think in the future, drinking this, I would drink this neat. This one's definitely neat. Yeah. Yeah, neat for me as well. But I'm, I'm going to say because of that, this is one of those brilliant scotches that you can have. Wouldn't necessarily travel well in a flask, but if you're going to sit around and do a tasting. With people who are unfamiliar yes. with scotch, you can water theirs down mm-hmm. so that they can ease into it. People who like their scotch 
like their peat, you can give it to the meat, and everyone's going to be happy. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I think that the water um, tempers the, the, the peat enough for someone who's a beginner to really yeah. enjoy the, the flavors, for sure. Or even just a beginner to peat but loves scotch already. Yeah. Because yeah. certainly, you know, when Cedius started, he hated the peat. Hated's a strong word. I, 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 I will say that peat was not as much my friend. Uh, <laughs> As it is now. It, oh, it's definitely my friend now. Uh, hated, hated is too strong now. I, I had a preference to unhated, but uh, that that changed quickly. Didn't want to get your brogues wet in the bog. Well, I, <laughs> I, I don't know if it was quite that, but yeah. this is, but you know, it's still delightful. It is with the, with a little water. It still is. It, it is still. It is. Like I, I said, I don't, it doesn't ruin it. It doesn't make me hate. Every, <clears throat> feel like it loses everything that that I, I love about it. Yeah. But, it definitely does lose a lot to, <laughs> you know, I, but yeah, I, I, do, I, I do love the strong peat uh-huh. flavor and smell. So when I lose that out of the nose and, and it's really tempered, it does, it does affect the way I feel about it. Now, if I had a glass of this neat or three, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't be complaining in the slightest. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, right. What I like is that the the finish, when it's watered down afterwards, that peat still comes comes mm-hmm. up slowly, and like you were saying earlier about the um, about about beginners or people who haven't experienced peat, I think that's a it's a real strong point of, the, of sort of watering a little bit or having a little bit of other ice or something. Yeah, I, I can't speak with a certainty as to whether or not it's simply that I've had more of it, or whether that watering it, the finish certainly has. <clears throat> a lingering, I, it, it's kind of a slow burn. It, it, it's there. Yeah. It it sits there. It builds up a little bit, then it tapers off, and and it's it's polite about it. It's not build up, build up, build up. Oh my God, threshold, and then it comes down. It's a yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's it's a nice well, it allows you to appreciate all some of the other intricacies of this particular, you know, some of those other flavors. Like we were hinting before about peach and some sort of fruit something in here, and I think with the water, it kind of. You can kind of, we mentioned right away that that hits you a little bit more mm-hmm. from, um, because the peat sort of mellows out. Yeah, yeah I, I, there's certainly a sweetness to it. I mean, it, you're right, it's so dry on the tongue, but there's still a, a, a sweet. Yeah, a fruit, some, some, sort, sort, yeah. some sort of fruit, which yeah. we'll get to in, as soon as I finish my glass, which I think I'm going to do now. Nice. Well done. Um, he's, he's going back for, for the tasting notes. Okay. Um, First off, you should find the box. All right, because there's, there's not a whole there's lot. Not, there's here. not much in the box either. Because the, the label bottle is, is very small. This bottle is an interesting shape bottle. Oh. It's a squat bottle. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful a, bottle. It's kind of a jug-like shape. It comes in kind of a wooden um, box. It looks oh, like a box. That's a beautiful box. Beautiful. So the, the I, 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 I see where it is. Better, better, better still. Oh, he's gonna open it up. The, 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 the top of it is one of those you have to turn it and match. Where the wow! So it doesn't just look open. At this, look at this. That's beautiful. It's like the inside it, of a barrel. It actually is a wood box. This it's is a wooden barrel. Or drinks and everything. Well, it makes sense for the shape of the barrel or the bottle. Yeah. It's sort of a jug-like bottle. Um, yeah. You know, like a little brown jug Good sort of shape, and um, and it's a dark green. It very much contrasting with the the color. All right, so let's see what we've got here for the notes. We've got... It's going to start with the bottle notes and then move to the box notes. Connemara? Is that what? Connemara. Connemara. 
Connemara, a wild, rugged region of the west coast of Ireland. A wild, rugged region of the west coast of Ireland. It, it, it needed to be said twice, because it's a wild, rugged region. <laughs> is an area of breathtaking beauty. For centuries, local distillers created a unique style of whiskey by drying malted barley over peat fires, giving it a distinctive smoky taste. Each year, a small number of the most exceptional casks are hand-picked to create Connemara 12-year-old, aged for over 12 years in American oak casks to create a whiskey of complexity and sophistication. Wow. Yeah, that was real super descriptive. That's exactly <laughs> the cork door creed that I was talking about. <laughs> um, I was waiting for the barefooted for the maidens that tread upon me. Oh, yeah, I know, exactly. I mean, that's exactly the kind of, of, of thing here. Um, God, this is a beautiful, it's a gorgeous, beautiful box. Beautiful box. And then they put vinyl stickers on it. Yeah. yeah, that's really sad. That's really sad. <laughs> it's really sad. I would have loved to see that be like burned in. I was just saying, that have been wood burned instead. That, oh, that would just or be. Or even just printed directly on the Well, and it, it feels, it, it looks like the, where it says peated single malt Irish whiskey and like the age, that is burned in. That's all oh, cool. Baz Relief. Yeah, it's a couple different and, but of the, wood. The name is, is definitely in, there's just a, a, lack of vinyl sticker, but. Containing some of the finest distillations of Connemara, this is a whiskey of great complexity and sophistication. The extra maturation in American oak casks adds a rich layer of spiciness and lingering wood tones to the whiskey. With limited availability, this is a whiskey that has been truly worth the wait. That was hard to read. <laughs> yeah, it's round. <laughs> exactly, it was round, and, and it totally, they don't space it very well. Um, yeah, so there's not a lot of really good tasting notes on it. So we should be mostly tasting the wood and the peat, which, which we did. Which we did, we did yeah. But it does well, feel like there was something extra in there that they're just not talking yeah, about, which is kind of surprising. The American spiciness. Yeah. It's sort of that, it's well, like you said, maybe it's the char from the bourbon casks. Well, it's oak casks this time, not bourbon casks well, at all. So well, it didn't say it's not. American casks. Well, yeah, it's a so, American oak. Um, but you know, it's the peat. Who knows? So I think it's the peated water. I don't think it's what where the peat comes from. It's the water. No, the peat co actually comes from the fact that they, when when something is peated, they actually are burning the. The, the, the malt over uh, a peated fire. Oh, okay. So that's where the peat comes in. Is it so comes it's in roasted and smoked almost. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So um, I didn't know that. That's a that's one of the really neat things about about peat is that they actually it's part it's it's in there originally and it's not something that it's as part of the wood that is soaking in right. or anything like that. It's it's in there right away. I mean, they're not throwing rotted vegetables or anything right. like that in, into the into there to, to be sitting and aging. Which makes me feel a little bit better about what I'm drinking. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I know they, they, they burn they burn the, the peat under the under the barley before before they put it in to, for distillation. So it's it's, a, it's an intrinsic part of of the whiskey in general. So let's uh, let's start with Johnny on the ranking for this one. Alright, you know what? This was I, I like Peaty, but and it was very smooth. 
I'm going to give it a three. Just right now sitting here, which one would I reach over and grab and have another drink of? Definitely the Nep, the Pope. So, in comparison, definitely three. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna, you know, and I, I'm, I'm not a, uh, I'm not a big sort of, I'm not a boggy man. Uh, and mommy, uh, mommy, it's the boggy man. <laughs> that's exactly. <laughs> what I'm the boggy man. But the, the bog. Um, but I, I really enjoy this one. Um, I, you know, I probably put it about three and a half. You know. And I know I'm rating both of these similarly, but I think I would use them for different things, you know. I think it's just different purposes. But I, I enjoyed it, you know. I thought I thought uh, that it's apples and peaches. It is apples and peaches. <laughs> uh, I but I, I think yeah, I would I would I would buy either one of them but but not for the same type of event or you know, like really I'd have to be in a sort of a, a cool afternoon and evening wet damp day to enjoy the tomorrow. Or like, like winter, winter, oh, winter. That's fire. right. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Log yeah. cabin after skiing. Yeah, and, but the Nepal, I would go. I could, you know, drink. That's the morning. Yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I know. All right. We're, we're right there. With you. It's noon somewhere. That's right. <laughs> I'll, I'll give Dave the luxury of going last this time because he doesn't often get to do that. I I have to say that of, of these two, uh, I have a slight preference for the Connemara, and therefore I'm going to give it a three seven five. Definitely went and, it, and it's neat. Um, uh, permutation and not not wet. Right. Uh, it's not to say that the wet isn't good. And, and as Neil says, it's one of those things where situ uh, situationally, this could be a very excellent bottle. Mm -hmm. um, particularly if I've got a mixed crowd of Scotch aficionados and people who have never had a Scotch in their life and are probably going to go, oh my god, what the fuck is whiskey? So <laughs> um, I, I think this is very good. Like the 375, it's, it's a little bit better than, than, than being uh, Nepogue for me. But still doesn't quite cross into that. Oh my God! I must keep this on my shelf, which is where the fours begin for me. So. Right. Well, I had to. I had to pour myself another small glass of it to uh, to, to taste it neat to remember how much I, I loved it. Because uh, I I definitely I wouldn't drink this with water personally at all ever. <laughs> <laughs> this is for you. For me. All right. Personally. Yeah, um, <laughs> because I, I like I said, it, it it's not. It doesn't enhance any flavors. It doesn't enhance any flavors. And it takes away one. some pleasurable ones. I, I yeah, definitely. So I agree with you. I would never even put an ice cube in this. No, I, I I wouldn't for sure. I and I and I had to pour myself a little bit actually to remind myself how much I loved it on, on first taste and and first smell because both were were so very there as a, as a lover of the peat now if you don't love the peat obviously then put some water in it and be happy but uh as a lover of the peat i i had to put an extra an extra extra little bit in to remind myself how, how, how tasty this was i'm going to give this a four because this is right at the point where I, I, I'm thinking about rocking out with the bottle and, and definitely the box. Note <laughs> <laughs> to self, put it in the lockbox. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to give this one a four because I think this one was was really good, especially for, for being just a 12 year. As far as the the, the, the taste and smoothness of the peat, which 
You don't find a smooth no, that's scotch. True. That's, that's true. right. At twelve years, very often. Yeah, and this was really good. Really good. So. Yeah, I, I agree with that. With that in mind, I, I almost went up to three point eight and three seven five because he he he's got a point there. The, the smoothness of a twelve year uh, for for a peated scotch is definitely. Smell it again. Just oh, smell it again. Oh, oh, I know, I know. Here, we'll just have some more. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll have some more there. It's like Pavlov's dog with that cork sound. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're <laughs> yeah, it's good. like you say. It's very, very smooth for a peep. And so, uh, yeah, yeah. This, this, this is definitely one. I'm, I'm, I'm glad I bought. Um, certainly something I'm likely to buy again um, when I have uh, less well-stocked cabinet than I do right now, which is kind of ridiculous. I, I kind of overzealously bought. Um, yeah, you during, did during whiskey sale. Back yeah, then. you did. And so I, I, I've still probably got, even with what we've poured out, in excess of $1,000 for the scotch in my house. So, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll just leave it at that on, on, on that note. So uh, I know and we, we will not disclose this location. No. no <laughs> uh, and, 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 and any more than this is the, uh, you know, the, re, the, the lovely dining room recording studios of, of uh, my house. But... Uh, <laughs> So, well, with St. Patty's coming up in a couple of days, I imagine yeah. you guys have a bunch of gigs. Oh, my So, um, for, for our local listeners, where now, will we be able to find you? Just a reminder, this is going live on the 15th, so anything before the 15th, you probably don't have to talk to When's the KFA? That's uh, Wednesday, uh, uh, 12th. So, that'll be We'll be on the radio anyway, taking requests. Yeah, KFAI, we're in for So, uh, these voices might be familiar to you. That's then. right, it, yeah. And we're... Uh, we're at Kipps Pub in St. Louis Park uh, for this has got to be our sixth year in a row. Fifth year. Well, I had a T-shirt on the other night. It said St. Patty's Day 2008. I was going to say oh, it's got to be at yeah. least four. So yeah, that means yeah. five. Yeah, right, right. And uh, and we play on Saturday. Uh, their uh, party there starts uh, midnight Dublin time, which is six o'clock our time. And so on Saturday, the, so they the sixteenth. The sixteenth. So we start and we play seven to eleven. And where was that again? That's at uh, Kipps Pub uh, in St. Louis Park. It's okay. attached to the, uh, the Marriott Hotel. Yeah, the okay. Minneapolis Marriott West. Yeah. Right off of six ninety four, three ninety four, and one sixty nine. Uh huh. Okay. And then uh, and I'll then and then we stay overnight. And we call it the Great Irish Sleepover. Yeah, so they, they, give us, they give us rooms. It's nice. the best gig we've ever had for St. Pat. I mean, because back in the day we. <laughs> We've been packing up and moving to different pubs all day long. I think our record was five different pubs. Oh, I, 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 I followed you guys around one year. I, yeah, I then we played First Avenue, we played Kips, we went over to Mr. Paddams, then yeah, we played there. Yeah. Now it's Shamrock's. And, and do the halftime rack. Yeah, and, and a lot of times it was the stuff was basic stuff was there, but you're still humping your own your gear. It was a long day. Oh. So yeah. it's nice to have a place, and it's a nice pub that got really good food. They've oh, got the best Reuben sandwich. Of course, great Guinness. Kips has got great food. I, I will attest to They that. really I do. Love, I love it there. Their fish and chips is great. Their, Their sausage is good. Bangers and Mash. Amazing. Oh, yeah. I, I would say the Bangers and Mash of Kips is probably my favorite in the Twin Cities area. So, no. so we're so, doing this big, This it's a whole weekend blowout. It's the Great Irish Sleepover. So Saturday to 11 Saturday. And then, and then stay overnight because we're going to stay and party. And yeah, right because it starts at 7 because daylight savings time is coming up. Yeah, that's right. right. Tonight. And, yeah. and then um, we get up in the morning and we play about noon to 4 or 12.30 to 4.30 or something like that. And then uh, we take a little break and then we come back and we play another set 7 to 11 on Sunday. 
And so it's going to be a party starting at yep. 6 o'clock on Saturday all the way through Monday morning. Excellent. And they're running room specials, so you can go there and, and get these great great prices on rooms uh, for the great average sleepover. Yep. And then you don't have to drive anywhere, which has really been uh, and great for the, our fans. Actually right. mention the Timbaloy special if, if yep. you want to get a room, because yep. it is, they have cut down the price for the It's very nice. Price. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. And so, uh, Johnny, what kind of standing gigs do you guys have running right now in terms of you've got mostly the Dubliner. We're there at least a couple times a month. Bedlam, my other band, is also there a couple times a month. Coming into what last what nights of the Tim's at at the Dubliner? Fridays usually. Fridays and then Bedlam's Saturday. Okay. Now I know you're playing tonight at the at the Dublin. Right, that's because a good I'm, one. I'm with, with with Bethlehem, yeah. Because yep. I'm I'm going there tonight afterwards. Oh, yeah, excellent! So awesome. I might pop in as well. We've got a friend who's having a birthday there, so I'm pretty sure they've got Panamera Scotch. The uh, the uh, Amsterdam uh, pub. Kirsten. Uh-huh. Kirsten. Kirsten. The the Amsterdam uh, bar and hall has been starting a, a Celtic music night, uh, and that's the last Tuesday of every month. And we're in there. We're 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 in there. <laughs> Till the end of the year, and then we have a residency at um, the Amsterdam, and we're in there every Wednesday in April for the whole month. And we're teaming up and we're collaborating with other artists, friends of ours. So we're doing uh, one of the Wednesdays we'll we'll be partnering with some music partners, some music friends. Another Wednesday we'll be partnering with some visual artists. We maybe making paintings and doing video projection and some photographers will be there as well. Very good. Uh, and then we're going to do uh, we're we're thinking about doing a dance movement sort of as well so but anyway the residency is about exploring your sort of creative potential as a band and it's a thing that the Amsterdam does and so they asked us if we would mind being a residency for April and they said we jumped on it so it's going to be a great opportunity to see what we can do with our music and try some new things so very nice so that's very nice. nice excellent and every Tuesday last Tuesday of every month they and they've got good food too as well yeah no they, 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 they awesome. do I've been there a couple fruits. times the French fries. Oh yeah, are amazing. Yes. And they have curry ketchup. Curry yes. so ketchup. nice. Curry, curry yeah. ketchup. And, curry and, and ketchup. Really curry good. herb mayo. Curry garlic herb mayo. They got. Oh, I'm, I'm looking at you with 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 awe in my eyes. Not, no, with, not with not with some amazing. Anything yeah, else, no, it, it, I am. It's pretty brilliant. I, I, I want to try it. I, I was there curry. recently for the uh, for the fearless uh, oh, yeah. production launch party, and uh, yeah. That 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 was, that one was a good night, and uh, yeah, the food there. So the sandwiches they serve are these little dollar bun size. They call them roges, roges, which is what they call them in freaky deaky Dutch. <laughs> yeah, it's basically a sandwich, just that's like right. frites are. Like a toy that. Are French fries, you know? Yeah, yeah. but they got pulled pork, roasted pork. Sausage, sausage. Oh, sausage. They, they had, they had like yeah. eight or nine different meats. Yeah, eight or nine. A little mushroom. One. Yeah, yeah. Really good. Luna cheese. Oh, and then they come with the the, the fruits come with all these different dipping sauces. There's a roasted garlic. There's a curry. There's a uh, about there's some butter. A, a satay peanut. <laughs> it's really, yeah, yeah. Really yummy mash. Really yeah. yeah, and very very affordable. Yeah, so they're turning out to be a real good partner with us. Uh, there, it's a place right downtown. Uh, the Valley parking right in the ramp right there. So you just so you don't have to go outside. You just park in the ramp and walk downstairs and yep. go there. Yeah, that was a mistake I made. I didn't park in that lot. So. Oh yeah, so that's nice. And so that between the Dubliner and the Amsterdam, we're really hitting St. Paul pretty hard, and and uh, and it's really turning out to be a really fun 
you know, we're starting to get a, uh, a really sort of a really strong following. It's almost it's almost a resurgence of our old following. We've been coming, they've been coming out, but yeah, more and more. It's we're like, seeing people we haven't seen for a decade, right? They're yeah. just like, wow. Well, see, that's the lovely thing about both St. Paul and Minneapolis, they're, they're very supportive of their art communities and, and, and the Irish music community. It's done really well here, so mm-hmm. glad you guys are, are doing well. Bedlam plays Charlie's in Stillwater. Stillwater at least every other month, starting in coming up here at the last weekend of this month, actually, with their Friday and Saturday. Charlie's is. This little quaint pub in the water, historic Water Street Inn, right off of the lift bridge. And my wife and I got married there. It's just a really this nice place. place. Yeah, yeah, it really is. It's Very historic. Cool. I mean, it looks yeah. like a saloon when you walk in yeah. there. I mean, it's really cool. Very I'm intimate. Saying, I'm, I'm pretty sure I've been there. It's, uh, yeah, it's I think nice. I've been there once. Mm-hmm. Like, it's been a long time since I've been there. Mm-hmm. Well, you go to Stillwater a whole lot. Right. It's out of the way. It's. it's I love Stillwater. Beautiful. Not far from me, being in Brooklyn Center. Mm-hmm. Well, you hop right on 694. Well, I, I, bang, all you're the there. way down. I, I, I Half an get, hour, you're there. I do get out there from time to time, mm-hmm. but uh, it, it's, it's a bit of a stretch. It's another one you could get a room at. And, you know, down in Stillwater, you get a place there and you stay yep. the night. Stillwater yep. is a great place to hang out. And that's an early show. We start there, we, the showtime there is 7.30 and we end by 11.30. Because we're right, I mean, this is an old hotel, so, well, it used to be a bank, but, but it's an old building, and there's rooms right above the pub, so you can't really do it possible. Yeah, indeed, indeed. All right, well, uh, we did our ratings, right? We yes, all, we yeah, 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 we did our ratings, right. so. And we all poured some more Calamara. Yeah. <laughs> Mine's already gone. And we all so. had it neat, because that's the way we all that's uh, right. prefer it. So. Absolutely. In that fact, I, I poured myself a second pouring of meat. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I'm, I'm so. beginning to wonder if I shouldn't just pull that bottle away from Dave right now. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, too late. Yeah. His yeah. knuckles are white. Clearly, yeah. slow clansman, your attack was no better than that of a clumsy child. <laughs> He's showing his teeth. <laughs> and, and I've been accused of being a clumsy child on more than one occasion. So I, I think uh, we're, we're, we're nearly done here. Yeah, so. I think we're, we're ready to do the sign-off. And... I've offered Johnny to sign off. Who's going to sign us off with a traditional Irish t- Irish toast? All right. Well, I don't know how traditional. Well, or traditional for them. Or an <laughs> Irish toast. All right. All right. Hey, well, well, you know, we can only have a toast if we have got more liquor. So, uh, ooh, you, you, that's you, true. You better open that Connemara again there, Dave. All right. Let's hear it again. <laughs> oh, oh, that's nice. Because you know we're not well. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just so, so, some, just some, a toast. Some of us need to. to you know, drive relatively yeah. soon. Oh, I need to drive. Yeah, I've got a gig today. <laughs> I'm going to watch you play your gig. So. Yeah. Wait a minute, I can't put this right. down. Here right. we go. Right. Right. Well, first of all, we'd like to thank you guys for having us. It was wonderful being here. Well, thank you for joining us. May the road rise to meet you, but not too quickly. May God hold you in the palm of his hand and not burst into spontaneous applause. And may the wind at your back always be your own. Where's the cigars? <laughs> 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 We're going to dance in girls. <laughs>